today we are, um, as you know, starting a new series called Male. Okay, you know the title. Called Adam and Eve. Remember, say Adam and Eve. It's all about male and female, actually. So, um, Adam and Eve. In fact, we we are starting a new series, but we are starting a, a new season. So, this is Adam and Eve season one. So, later we have season two and three and four. And I don't know how long we get. But in season one, this is part one of season one. And the title of today, we are looking at relationships. Everybody say relationships. Next week, we'll look at seduction. Everybody say seduction. For everyone that is great, male or female, and that will achieve greatness, there is a spirit of Jezebel that has been released on your behalf to frustrate that destiny through sexual seduction. But that spirit will fail. In Jesus' name. Male or female. We are going to unpack seduction. <laughs> totally. i give you some examples that your jaw will drop. Anyway, that's for next week. The week after that, we will look at love and sex. And that is rated PG-21. PG-25. <laughs> if you are, you are going to come with your ID card, as your birth certificate and date of birth, because we will be talking some interesting things. That Maybe PG-18, actually, but um, um, God will help us. So today, part one, our text is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. The word of God says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female created he them. Everybody say male and female. Male and female. Now, when reading through Genesis, you know, you can't but notice that God created the heavens, the firmament, the stars, the, the, the sun, the moon, the earth, the vegetation, the, all the animals, even created a special garden before he made man. That tells us that God always goes ahead of us to prepare a place for us, sometimes in the presence of our enemies. Praise the name of the Lord. So God, sometimes it appears as if God is not walking or is walking behind the scenes. But the truth is that God is coming up with a plan that is beyond what you can ever come up with by yourself. Imagine Adam was kept uh, um, in a room and he was waiting for God and they won. You know, the Bible says a day with God is like a thousand years. Day one, Adam was waiting. Oh, when am I going to come? Day two, when is it going to happen? Day three, when is it going to happen? Day four, oh God, are you being slow? Are you hearing my prayers? Have you abandoned me? Day five, I'm not even sure. 
anymore. Then day six, the day breaks and Adam is introduced. So God, what a lot of us count as slackness is actually preparation. God is preparing that theme for you. For some of us, as, as, as it aligns with this um, series, Adam and Eve, it, it is a, it's a life partner. And we think that, oh, it's taking so long. Listen, God is preparing your life partner for you. So your prayer should be, God, prepare me for the person you are preparing for me. Now, God, sometimes, because of what only him knows, takes six days. Question, couldn't God, the most high, the all-powerful, couldn't he have made everything in one day? Think about it. Could God not have made everything in one day? He could have. But he chose to go day after day after day after day. So God is not slack concerning his promises. And as a loving father, he goes ahead of us to prepare the place for us. He goes ahead of us to prepare a place for us. And moreover, he will not share his glory with you and I. If Adam had been there when God was creating the heavens and the earth, and God says, Adam, can you bring some bucket of water there? And Adam fetched the bucket of water, just one bucket of water out of all the creation. Adam will say, God and I made the heavens and the God is not interested in that. Even when God was going to make Eve, God put Adam to sleep. So that when he was done with Eve, Adam could not say, we both made Eve. In fact, somebody said, and I think it well, may be true, said that God put Adam to sleep because God didn't want Adam to see how we made the woman. Because Adam would have made himself another Eve. <laughs> and another Eve. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, the Bible says in verse 27 of Genesis 1 that God created man in his image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So, God created man in his own image. God is a spirit. So, if God created man in his own image, the image of God that God created man in is not the body. If all of us are the image of God and we all look different, God must be a mosaic or something. Image of God is the spirit being of man. And God called it that spirit being man. And he now formed a body for the man and he put the spirit inside and man became a living soul, right? Good. Now, God put the man to sleep. And made a woman more sophisticated than a man. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. I said, this is the woman. So, man, please put up the graphic. Man is a spirit. And man is not gender specific. Man is not what? Man is not 
Tete. Come on. Switch off. Man is not gender specific. At all. So, God made man in his image. So, you have the male man and the female man. The male man and the female man. This is the same spirit of God that is in man. Male man. And it is the same spirit of God that is in the female man. The spirit, the image of God that is in the woman is not substandard to the image of God that is in the man. Am I making sense here? Praise the name of the Lord. So, if you are male, you are a male man. If you are female, you are what? Female man. So, the first thing we need to establish today is the fact that if you are female here, you are bearing the image of God. Original. Praise the name of the Lord. So, who would agree with this statement? I want, to, I want to make a statement. And the statement is, the man is not the head of the woman. If you believe that is true, let me see your hands up. Okay? If you believe that is false, let me see your hands up. I don't trust this guy. It's a trick question. <laughs> so, okay. If you are not sure, keep your hands down. The truth is the man is not the head of the woman. Now some men are really getting upset now. <laughs> it's in the Bible. I will show you. The man is not the head of the woman. The husband is the head of his wife. Oh. Oh. President of the Lord. So every man is not the head of every woman. Have you not noticed that you are not the head of my wife? Have you discovered Praise the Lord. So, unfortunately, you, you put a man and a woman on the same project. Sometimes, the woman is more gifted, more intuitive, more discerning. But the man feels he should be the leader because he's the man. And I'm like, sorry. If she's your wife, then in your house. But when we work together, she can be your leader. And you have to submit to her in the church. (laughs) Am I creating confusion? (laughs) I am not. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Now, if you even understand how God does the body, you, you notice that there's no, there's no need for competition. Praise the Lord. 
And the head said to the leg, I don't have need of you. The head will starve to death if the leg refuses to move. If you know how the body works, it is for functionality, not for vainglory. When you seek it for vainglory, then you have an issue with it. But if you understand that the body, as we are going to, as we are going to get, get to later, when God says, wives, submit to your own husbands, it means exactly that. Praise the Lord. So, if, when I was paid the employment, same thing, I see it play out repeatedly. The guy just feels, because I'm a man, then I'm in charge of this project. Or the woman that actually maybe has been designated to lead the project begin to always, you know, step back, you know. You need to know that you are in the image of God. You've been gifted to do what God has called you to do. And nobody else can do it. Really. But you. Praise the name of the Lord. So the man is not the head of the woman. The husband is the head of his, his wife. So, question number two. Which day was Eve made? You know, first service, I didn't even get into all this content. I was rushing. But in the second service, you people are serious Christians, so I'm going to take you through step by step. Which day was Eve made? Seventh? Thirteenth. You know, because God had finished resting, then the following day, I said, ah, it is not good for man to be alone. You know? So which, which day was Eve made? It's day. Okay, how many people say after the seventh day? Good. How many people say before the seventh day? Good. <laughs> the answer is you are both correct, really. Yeah. Eve was made on the sixth day. The day man was made. Eve was given a body. After the seventh day. Ah. Ah. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Okay. So, so, listen, listen, listen. So, where was Eve all the while? When Adam was, was walking, where was Eve? A lot of men, you are complaining that your wife is not what you want her to be. That person you want is still inside you. So what should you do? Exactly. You know how Jesus does it? The Bible says in Ephesians 5 that Jesus washes the church by the washing of the water by the word. Jesus keeps speaking affirmatively to us. Jesus keeps telling you, Femi, you can do it. You are going to be great. You are going to, every, if you, anything you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. How did I know that? Jesus told me. How did I know you will decree a thing to be established? How did I know that? Jesus told me. How did I know the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has, he has anointed me to preach the good news, to set it, 
captive free. How did I know that? Jesus told me. So when he told me, I said, so I can do it. So I step out. So guess what? I started becoming the person that Jesus had conceived me to be. Praise the name of the Lord. So men there's no stress in my house. Because everything I don't like, I speak it out. And I speak everything I like it to be. None. Stop fighting with your wives. Nothing is wrong with her. Change your strategy. Tell your neighbor, change your strategy. <laughs> now, same thing applies to single women. Single men, you know, also, you know. Let me go on. Adam and Eve. God did not make Adam and Steve. Adam and male and God did not make Mary and Eve. Male and it's a misnomer to see a man following a man. Something is wrong. To see a woman doting after a woman, she needs deliverance. Pure and simple. If you have a problem, call it a problem. That's your first step to deliverance. If you have a problem and you rationalize it, you can never be free. If somebody is stealing and says, oh, I have my, 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 I have a stealing orientation. So you have to accept us as part of the society, as the society of stealers. Sin is sin. Homosexuality is sin. Stealing is sin. Lying is sin. Call a spade a spade. The first step to deliver. I told you, my first encounter with, with this thing, I, 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 I couldn't even believe that it ever happened in Nigeria. Homosexuality was that. That's the problem of the Western world. I was ministering one day, it was a midweek service, and God said to me, someone here is a man and is doing this homosexuality. You know, I said to the Lord, ah, 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 this is Nigeria. You know, jokingly, you know, I know, of course, I know he knows it's Nigeria. I was ah, ah, now. Do you know what he did next? I was still, I was preaching, like I'm preaching. You know, I can be having a conversation with God and preaching, and you would know. And he said, that is the guy. And he pointed to him. I was like, wow. So I said, everybody close your eyes. Usher, close your eyes. I told Usher to close the other day because I had not done that before. That was. I described the situation and the guy raised his hands. It's like, whoa. And we prayed and God helped him. Praise the name of God. Don't deceive yourself. There was a young man that's, that, you know. Should I tell you guys the stories? Okay, I'll tell you the stories. There was a young man that used to be a choir leader in a very spiritual church in this nation. If I mention the name of the church, you know the church. Very spiritual. When they are praying like this, real prayer, solid church. But it was practicing homosexuality 
was the head of the choir. So he came to us last year. And, you know, that demon is a very, very, um, what's the word? The hold is very, can be very tight. Do you understand what I mean? But we engaged. And God set him free. Totally free. This guy that, he has no appetite for women. He said, that's what the devil told him. Totally free. Shortly after that, last year, that same last year, he got married. Now, when he got married, he sent me a text during his honeymoon. That child, this thing is sweet like this. The devil is a bastard. <laughs> I mean, this is what I've been exchanging for what? And he was so angry in his text. You know, of all the devil have robbed him. I said, you shouldn't worry. Exactly nine months after, he gave back to twins. And a male and male produced twins. A female and female. The first instruction God gave Adam and Eve. Be fruitful. So if you are here, you are still thinking that's how you are. That's not how you are. Jesus can set you free. Do I get an amen? Amen. Should I tell you another story? Let me go on. <laughs> but don't be deceived. It's highly demonic. Highly demonic. Heavily demonic. We are praying that every single person in God's favorite house that desires to get married will get married. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. In fact, sometime early next year, we have two weddings on the same day. So we are going to join two, two of them, if they don't change their dates, four of them differently. So that we just... <laughs> so it's a prayer and it's happening and we are going to see it happen. For some people, for some time, trust in the time we come in this church that we are going to be joining 20 people, to, 20 couples together. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, you need to be ready for marriage. Why? Because I've had the privilege of serving um, single people that are trusting God for life partner and they are sorrowful because of that. And I bear their body and I pray with them. And, and, and I've had the privilege of serving married people that are totally unhappy in their marriages. Some married for 20 years um, thereabout. And I can tell you that the pain of the unhappy married person is at least five times the pain of the unhappy single person at least five times. In fact, I told the lady <laughs> that God was helping her marriage. Now, what advice would she tell a single lady that thinks marriage is everything? As if I don't get married, something I'm missing, something is wrong with me, or I'm incomplete. She says, Ah, that I should please bring them when she will advise them. I said she should do me a favor. She should just write a paragraph of what will be the advice 
So I left. I came back. She has written four pages. Four pages. But you will get it right. In the name of Jesus. So ask your neighbor, are you ready to get married? Just ask them if they are married. Ask them. Ask them. Are you ready? (laughs) In Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, verse 3, from verse 3, Matthew 19 from verse 3, the word of God says, some Pharisees came and tried to set a trap for him, for Jesus. And they said, should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Haven't you read the scriptures, Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning, God made them male and, and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then why did Moses say in the law that a man can give his wife a written note of, notice of divorce? And send her away, they asked. Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts. But it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you, that's what Moses said, I'm Jesus and I'm telling you that whosoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits what? Shikina. Commits adultery unless his wife has been unfaithful. So Jesus is saying the only if there's going to be divorce at all, it's unfaithfulness. Jesus' disciple, read, verse 10 says, then said to him, if this is the case, it is what? (laughs) Until those of us that are single see the real implication of being married, I think we should see the question before we even double into it. You will see it. You will still get married to the right person. Praise the name of the Lord. But if you don't see it, you are heading for trouble. The disciples, you know what they used to do back in the day? If they married a wife and the wife has a bad odor, maybe her armpit is smelling. Yes, some women, are, they need hygiene 101. Do you know what they will do? They will divorce their wives. Jesus says, I'm changing that, all that. Jesus said to them, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. If they have what they have called unreconcilable differences. Have you heard that before? Because of our unreconcilable differences, we hereby have agreed to go different directions. Jesus says there's something like that. So stay Stay there. Unreconcilable words. For some people, they say, oh, their wife is too rude. She's disrespectful. Jesus says, stay. Stay there. Stay there. Oh, she abuses my mother. She abuses my father. She. Jesus says what? Stay. These apples now say, ah, it is better. <laughs> Not to be married. 
Jesus says, you have to stay there. I know, I, know, I, know, I know a woman that says to her husband, sit down there, my friend. And the guy does a Then the guy comes and says, she's a bully. She's bullying me. Pastor, I want a divorce. Jesus says what? Stay. Stay there. I know a pastor friend, which all of you would know also, who said that at some point, years ago, he said that he's convinced that except you are married, you don't even know what it is to be a Christian. You don't know what patience is. Until you are married. You don't know what long suffering is until you are married. And he says, Himo, he's just waiting for rapture. He says, waiting for rapture. He says, this woman, he can't kill her. If he kills her, he will go to hell. And this Jesus, and this woman, she's a faithful wife. She will not commit adultery. Even if I set her up. This is my own paraphrase. I'm paraphrasing it. See, she will not commit adultery. And she's a pain in the neck. Let me go wait for rapture. <laughs> May that not be your story. May you not be waiting for rapture in your marriage. What, what, <laughs> what baffles me the most? Two people that have the unique opportunity of making their lives the happiest on earth decides to make their lives the most miserable on earth. doesn't make sense. Say to my wife, it is only you and it is only me. Let's go badun this thing. Let's go enjoy it. You offend me, I will offend you, but let's enjoy the thing. So we've made up our mind for enjoyment, total enjoyment. <laughs> There's no point. There's no way out anyway. So let's be jollofing the thing as we are going. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, some of us, we are waiting for our partners to be perfect, to be that image before we release ourselves and begin to love them. You will wait till forever. Because your partner will, for, she will never be perfect. In the real sense of being perfect. He will never be perfect. He will still snore in his sleep. Why am I saying all this? <laughs> I'm trying to get back on course. Now, Jesus says, stay. Stay there. Stay there. The world has made divorce look like it's just a normal thing. That Hallmark, Hallmark is one of the most successful card-making um, organizations. Hallmark now has a happy divorce card. They have it. Happy divorce. So, if a friend is going through a divorce, just buy a card for her. Happy. Jesus is saying, it was not so from the beginning. What God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So, please let me ask the person beside you again, are you ready? In the first service, after just this first part, when we say we should ask, are we ready? Are you ready? A man did like this. <laughs> Mba, I am not ready. I want to get my butt. Pastor, I can see that I'm not ready now. 
I've been deceiving myself that it's God that is delaying. Ephesians 5. Ladies, let's check your readiness. Ephesians 5, from verse 22 to 24. The word of God says that, after I say submitting yourself one to another in the previous verse, it says, for wives, this means submit to your husband as to what? To who? To the Lord. Absolute and total submission. For a husband is the head of his wife. As Christ is the head of the church, is the savior of his body, the church. As the church is subject to Christ, submits to Christ, so you wives submit to your own husbands in how many things? In everything. Question, are you ready for that kind of submission? He always makes dumb decisions. Jesus says, submit. Submit. A lady came to me, oh, our husband, is, 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 he doesn't, our husband doesn't make good decisions. He always makes daft and dumb decisions as if he's indolent in the brain. And she goes on and on and on. You know, and I said to her, but he decided to marry you. You are still processing that. Okay. <laughs> that must be a dumb decision also. <laughs> you know, it must be a dumb decision too. Of course, if you are so smart, and he's smart enough to marry you, which means what? The guy is a smart guy. You just don't appreciate him. She cannot. God is not saying if your husband does A, then you submit to him. Or if he does that, B, then you submit to him. God says, submit. I've seen a lot of young ladies, not, not all of them, but some of them. Submission is not in their dictionary. Totally not. So, submit. I have a PhD. You have a BSc. Why am I submitting to you? I came into this marriage with two cars. Have you heard that before? You moved into my apartment. Guess what? If you are the one that has the two cars and you have the apartment and he moves in, who is the head? Some women are struggling to swallow that. <laughs> but that's the truth. That is just the truth. He's the head. And God says what? Submit. If you are ready for that, then you are ready to get married. If you, if you, if you are struggling with, with that, then you need to deal with rebellion. <laughs> some, some people like to call it rebellion. <clears throat> says, Oga, what's your issue with your wife? She is totally rebellious. Your wife is totally rebellious. Totally and absolutely rebellious. Now, let me ask you a question. This is going to shock everybody. There's no married man, and I'm going to ask, that doesn't feel or hasn't felt that his wife is rebellious and could respect 
could not respect him more. I could respect him more. I could not respect him more. <laughs> you know, we are still learning this language. <laughs> so if you are here, you are married. You are a man. I am saying that your wife could, could not be more respectful. Let me see your hand up. Can you see all of our, all of our hands are up? Can you see? Can you see? All our hands are up. The wife is pressuring his husband. Put your hand up, my friend. And the man is saying, no, no I won't do it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is my opportunity for freedom. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm joking, don't let me start the civil war. Now, the point is this. You will always feel that way, guys, sometimes. Now, I'm getting to what's your own part now. But Jesus says, chapter 25, Ephesians 4, for husbands, this means to do what? Love your wife. How? Just as Christ loves the church. He gave up his life for her. Now let's just pause there. God is saying, husbands, I'm saying you should love your wife. If, God forbid, you will never experience armed robbers in Jesus' name. But let's just say, assassins, you meet yourself and your wife, and they said we have to kill one person. And you are the man, you will decide who we kill. God expects you to say, kill me and leave my wife. If you're a man and you can say that in this place, shout hallelujah. But that is what, that is what, is it not in your Bible? That is what is in the Bible. That's the kind of Love that Jesus is talking about. The love that can sacrifice himself. In other words, if you see a selfish man, he's not ready to get married. Selfishness and marriage don't go together. If you are a selfish man, your marriage won't work. Thank you. Somebody say, it's true. I don't know what she has experienced. (laughs) It, It will be a problem. Why? Because the man... He's supposed to lay down his life for his family. That is the kind of love. In other words, anybody that comes to attack your wife, maybe even your mother or your relatives, they have to kill you first. And the Bible did not say when your wife is well behaved. Is it there? Is it, the Bible says, oh, when she learns to control her mouth. No. As Christ loved the church, how did Christ love the church? While we were yet sinners, while we were yet without strength, Jesus died for us. So if you have any doubt in your heart that your husband can make these sacrifices, you need to have some tough discussions. Ask him. That thing pastor said, can you do it? Ask him when you get home. Not here, not here. When you get home. And men, take the initiative. Don't let them ask you. Before they ask you, say, that thing pastor said, I can do it. 
But let us pray. Lead us not into temptation. At least Jesus said we should pray that word. And deliver us from evil. But the willingness to do it must be present. So this is the question again is, are you ready? Are you ready for that level of sacrifice? Are you ready for that level? So, so, some men say, uh, oh, their wives are serving punishments. God didn't give you your wife to punish her. God gave you your wife to love her. If you feel you have to punish and discipline your wife, something is wrong with you. The heart is wrong. The approach is wrong. Totally wrong. Jesus loved the church into submission. You have to love your wife to what? Into submission. As men, we use what we have to try and control our domain. An intellectual man, intelligent man, will try and use his intelligence to bamboozle his wife and confuse her and make her look like a fool. If you have to do that, something is wrong with you. You have a complex. Men that have money try to use their money. I'm going to cut your allowance. Have you heard that before? I'm going to cut your allowance. In fact, I'm not going to pay for this anymore. That's a weak man. A strong man will love his family to submission. That's a good place to clap. And I'm happy men are also clapping as women. So we have great men in this church. Praise the name of the Lord. So to have a great relationship, there are three keys we want to talk about. There may be more, but there are three keys we're going to talk about and we'll close. The first key to having a great relationship, male and female, whether married or single, is the key of being. Everybody say the key of being. The key of being. Adam was not busy going from one single event to another single event trying to look good, not even listening to the speaker. In some singles, they are so paranoid. They'll just be going from one place to another. Going for this church. Oh, ah, there are guys in that church. Oh, they'll show up. They'll sit down. They are doing Bible study. They are not listening. No. They're like, are you guys seeing me? I'm here. You know? If you attract anybody like that, I doubt if you attract a great man. Because great men are not attracted like that. Some people say to their, to their friends, say that, you, you need to attract, you are just sitting there. Be strolling around the streets. Just be walking down the streets. Maybe a man will see you. Is that the kind of man? If a friend tells you that the person hates you, so a man that will say, I can't even whistle well. That will use whistle to call, is that the kind of man you want? The person that looks at you and thinks that kind of man for you is not your friend. Praise the Lord. The key thing here, Adam was busy being what God has called him to be. Adam was, was, he was too busy walking in garden. If I got that to knock him down, the easiest way to attract the right person is being the right person. You being the right person. Because you will attract your kind. So you be the right person. You cannot have a great relationship without being a great person. 
You can't have a great relationship without being a great person. A great person leaves you feeling great. A small person leaves you feeling small. If you enter the presence of a great person, regardless of how you are feeling, by the time you are leaving, you are ecstatic. You are, you are feeling on fire. Great. That was a great person. Whether you are feeling ecstatic or not, if you enter the presence of a small person, if you are feeling like this, they will reduce you. If they don't reduce you, they will not rest. Reduce you to nothing. Praise the name of the Lord. So great people make others feel great. Small people make others feel small. Marriage is not about marrying the right person. It's about being the right person. So the first key is the key of what? Being. The second key is the key of acceptance. The key of acceptance. Genesis chapter 20, chapter 2 verse 23. Genesis 2 23. Genesis chapter 2 verse 23. The word of God says, at last the man exclaimed, Adam exclaimed, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from a man. Now, Adam had never seen a woman before. This is the first woman Adam was going to set his eyes on. Adam saw Eve and Adam says, at last, bone of my bone. What does that mean? Adam accepted Eve totally. Totally. Some people, God has brought them Eve they say, okay, God, this is good, but let me try somebody else. Let me sample first. So that I will now, in other words, God, bring another, bring more of them first. We have to learn to accept the people that God has put in our lives. And it comes from us accepting ourselves first. I mean, because, I mean, someone that is so confusing himself, not accepting himself, always thinks they are too short. Always thinks they are too fat. Always think they are not beautiful. Or you know, they find it difficult because it's the same lens they're going to use in all their relationships. Particularly for married people, but regardless whether married or single, business or a professional, the grass always looks greener on the other side. Always looks greener on the other side. Sometimes. When you now go closer to the other side, you find out that the grass is even drier than where you were coming from. There's a lady that always nags at this guy. She calls him horrible names. At least I've heard her call him a monster a lot of times. And they had to go their separate ways. And when they went their separate ways, she was now crying. Oh, I've lost a good man. I said, you didn't know that before. When you were calling him a monster. Abusing him. Now listen. Accept the people that God has put in your life. Accept them. What does it take to accept? Just accept. Premarital counseling, I said to them, you know, when you get married on your wedding night, when your wife undresses, 
Whatever you see is your portion. Just say, it is my, it's my portion. You know, don't ever say, it was mine that almost wrecked his marriage. So, ah, your stomach is too big and flabby. That woman will never undress in front of you again. Never. Everything, time, every time the lights will be off and the covers will be on. Say to them, look well. Once they look well, just say, this is my portion. And, and, and once you act, there's nobody that is totally accepted that does not be their best. When your wife is totally accepted, your husband is totally accepted, you get the best from them. Similarly, I say to, to men, um, your people are here, right? Okay, let me skip this part. <laughs> because of the teenagers. Please don't bring them here from next on the... Be having this different session for them. Right. <clears throat> so I'm going to skip that part. Now, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where it is watered. The grass is greener where it is watered. So water your own grass. And it will be green. Water your own what? Water your own grass. Water your own grass. A lady sat before me, her husband, and, and you know, I used to really respect her, but the way she was talking to her husband while I was there, I was like really disgusted. And I was like, why would you ever talk to your husband like this? I was, I was just saying that in my heart. And she was just going on and on and on. And then she made a mistake of saying, Pastor, if only, the man was there to show you how much disregard this woman had. If only my husband can just be half of you. I said to her, if my wife was half of you, I would be finished. You are seeing somebody else's products and your eye is shining because somebody has been encouraging me, has been speaking good words into this life, has been nurturing me, has been, if you want to clap, clap. Now, you now see better thing. You are now saying, go and nurture your own chicken. Listen, because there's nobody that has everything together. Totally. There's no one that, the closer you get to people, like I was saying the first worship experience, how a man almost backslid. You know why he almost backslid? He saw his pastor eating at the table, and the pastor was eating like a barbarian. And because he, he was brought up <laughs> prim and proper, you know, and he had this impression that, oh, his pastor must be, oh, when he owes the fuck and life, the butter will just melt in his pastor's mouth, and the man was just like, I think I was like, was that a sin? What the pastor did, was it a sin? What he almost backslid. If you hear him speak, even wrote, wrote a book about it, how God dealt with him. How can a man of God be eating like that? No decorum. You see, 
the only person that when you get closer and closer to, gets beautiful and beautiful is Jesus. It's Jesus. That's the only person that the closer you get, the more beautiful it becomes. That's the only person. Another case of, of, of a woman that misjived in my presence, trying to compare me with her husband. I said to her clearly, I said, if I were your husband, I would have broken your neck by now. This is your mouth. It would be wrong, though, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's right to break your wife's neck. Though. But I said that God knew that I don't have that kind of patience. That's why I gave you that kind of a husband. God has been taking all this nonsense that you are giving him. Praise the Lord. God wants us to accept the people that we are in relationship with. Accept your husband. He has a preference. There's a type of food he likes to eat in bed. Accept him like that until he grows. When you start lusting about somebody else's husband, you are putting yourself in a deep mess. Praise the Lord. When we get to love and sex, I'll talk more about that. So, key number one to a great relationship is what? The key of being. Key number two is the key of what? Acceptance. And key number three is the key of communication. You know, and we are drawing all these things from Adam and Eve. Communication. Adam failed on two grounds. Number one, Adam failed to communicate accurately with Eve. And that's, that's almost always a problem sometimes in our homes. The way men communicate is different from the way women communicate. A man will just summarize and give you bullet points. Boom, boom, boom. And go on with his life. Probably that's what Adam did. When you do that to your wife, you are allowing her to fill in the blanks. That can be very dangerous, as we saw with Eve. Eve said to Satan, uh, God says we should do... The things God did not say, she added her own. Why? Because Adam did not communicate properly, obviously. So, I, I, I hang out with my brother, for instance. I hang out with my brother and... Um, and maybe we hang out the whole day and I come home, I'm with my wife and at night and my wife says, um, what did you guys talk about? I said, we played game. Say, hey, what did you talk about? I said, okay, ask him how his work was. Okay, how did he say his work was? I said, fine. Fine? That's all. <laughs> she wants details and men are not, men are activity driven. Women are verbally driven. So, men connect with over activities. So that's why it appears that most men really like sex. Because sex is an activity. Most women just like to cuddle and talk, you know, because that is what they want. Now, 
what do you do? Man, woman, totally different. If you don't learn to communicate with your wife, now listen to this, guys. Like a woman, you have problems. I've learned to talk to my wife like a woman. Eh? So she now said, eh? And she said, <laughs> so, sometimes it wears me out. You know? But I'm learning. Praise the Lord. It's the same thing. Also, women, if you don't learn to connect with your husband activity-wise, you have issues. You're like, you have issues. The guy likes to play table tennis. Eh, go and learn how to play table tennis now. Is, is that hard? And we play table tennis together. Boom, boom, boom. It will feel so connected to you. It may not make sense to you. The woman cannot understand that. You mean that's all you want to do? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Because my mom is a teacher. She used to tell us that the teacher has not taught if the student has not understood. So, as a leader, you have not communicated if the person you are talking to has not understood. My colleagues, when I give them an instruction, a lot of the time, I'm talking to them, I'm watching them. When I think they don't understand what I'm saying, I say, tell me what I have said. Sometimes they tell me very strange things. (laughs) I do that to them a lot. My colleagues that are men, I don't have issues communicating with them. I just say, do this, do this, do that. Yes, sir, they understand. They are gone. Fine. We don't have issues. The woman, I say, do this, do this, do that. What did I say? You said I should do this. You go another direction. I say, no. I said you should do. <laughs> Not because something is wrong with them, but we are different. Praise the name of the Lord. Second mistake Adam made, he allowed Eve's words instead of God's words to determine the direction. God said, don't eat. Eve said, eat. Adam was not deceived. It's in the Bible. Adam was not deceived. Next week we're going to look at that in depth. Women can be seduced, but women are hardly seduced. Women are easier to deceive than seduced. Men can be deceived, but men are hardly deceived. Men are easier to be seduced than deceived. If you see a man that you think you have deceived, he's not deceived though. He's just following you because of what he can get. It's true. Men are hardly deceived. Men can see through the lines easily, but they will still go. Anyway, like a lamb to be slaughtered. <laughs> but women are easily deceived. Women is difficult, are not, they can be deceived, but they are easily, easier to deceive. That's why Satan just went for the deception and allowed her to seduce her husband. Women are easier to deceive. That's why it appears that men that understand this always tell lies to women. Have you noticed? Because they, know, they just want to hear. So they will keep telling them and deceiving them. And he was say, hey, you mean you have a car? Come, I will show you my car. Mumu, she too, she will go. 
<laughs> now, but by God's grace, next, next week, we are going to unpack seduction. When we are done next week, nobody will be able to deceive you again. Nobody, rather, should be able to seduce you again. So communication is not just knowing when to talk. Now, I did say all this in first worship experience. So you guys, don't tell them I tell you, told you all this. Communication is not just knowing what to, to talk, knowing when to talk. It's also knowing when to be quiet. Communication is also knowing when to keep quiet. So people just know how to talk. They don't know how to keep quiet. Say, so keep quiet, I'm coming. Keep quiet, I'm coming. And they talk and talk and talk and talk. The fact that you can talk a lot does not mean you are communicating a lot. Two types of different things does not mean you are communicating a lot. I, I read this um, quote um, somewhere by a lady called, or oh, a man, I don't know, Ogden Nash. The person said, Secret of a great marriage, whenever you are wrong, admit it. Whenever you are right, keep quiet. You want a great marriage, when you are wrong, just admit it. When you are right, what do you do? You know what people want to do? They do the opposite. When they are wrong, they argue. When they are right, what do they do? They put it in the face of their spouse. I told you, useless man. I told you we should not go there. Just keep quiet. He already knows he's made a mistake. Praise the name of the Lord. So as we, as we, as we wrap up, we can see that the whole thing that Adam, God made for Adam, God spent six days it was all about the garden. There's no time to show you that. The creation of the heavens, the air, the firmament, the vegetations, it was all about the garden. God did all that in six days and put man in it. And because man messed up his relationship with God, he lost everything. When your relationship with God is messed up, you will inevitably lose everything. I'm praying today that your relationship with God will be totally restored so that your guardian will not be assigned to another. Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. I want to pray with you, two categories of people. The first set of people I want to pray for are those that you are saying, Pastor, I've never had a relationship with God or I used to have a relationship with God, but you are right. It's in a mess and I can see that I'm heading for trouble. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your the people that you have done to yourself today. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Lord, reveal Jesus to them. Draw them closer to yourself. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.